Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning. Welcome to Run and Comptry, and we welcome back to Run and Comptry, Eleanor Tiernan. And also, uh, we mourn the... Uh, mourn is too strong a word. It's fine. Oh. But uh, Paul is not here. He's in the Middle East. Uh, said something about a star and the newborn king. <laughs> this <laughs> wait, is time for me to... Wait, too. I've just realised I need to move your microphone. Uh. Sorry. It's going to be down and close. How's that? How's that feel to your ear? That's fine. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. exactly where it was. Yeah, technique. Good stuff. Sorry, let's go. Yeah. This is the time for me to act very, very sad that Paul can't be here today. Yeah. And while secretly plotting. To replace him. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, he has sent a team of over 36 men with leaf blowers to ruin (laughs) our recording with their Ghostbusters act. So, yeah, we're in Victoria Park on a really cold, misty... uh, It's positively Dickensian today, isn't it? It's lovely. Such an atmosphere. It's really good and it's still incredibly busy, despite the fact that it's a super nippy Monday morning, but not quite as busy it was... In the heart of lockdown too. Yeah. When it was full of people who just didn't know where else to go. I feel very lucky that about this time last year, when there was no talk of coronavirus, I had a routine of coming down here every couple of days for my run. It's so quiet, so peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got disrupted. Yeah, it's not quite. It's strange. Yeah. I talked to about it a bit before, but that's the, the, if you're anywhere far away from... London, or I suppose any big city, might not have any an idea of how lockdown results in there being loads more people wanting magpies in the streets <laughs> than the other way around. So last time we were here, uh, well, not last time we were here, last time you were with us on running commentary, we were running in the, in, it wasn't during lockdown one, wasn't it? But we were oh, all set the height of summer. Oh, it was after it, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was gradual, wasn't it, the way it finished? It was, uh... June, July time. That's right. I think. And uh, you were elaborating on the journey of 2020. If it's I true. could, you know, paraphrase and say the journey of coming out and going back in. Yeah. Thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put it well there. Uh, so the, I know the podcast that was in June. So I know the podcast was definitely after. 23rd of June. Oh, right. So. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was Christmas. Yeah. And now we're coming up on Christmas. And then since then, like uh, Paul, you've been, you've been injured since then. So I think we were talking about you um, doing a bit of, you know, sort of 5k, 10k, going for PBs and stuff. That's right. What happened next? Yeah. I just uh, think I overtrained a bit. Uh-huh. And uh, I had this injury that is just boring really it's not really properly diagnosed because it's hard to get to see health professionals at the moment yeah yeah so i just took you know just decided to take two months off yep without any specific diagnosis <laughs> and uh, uh i've come back now yeah anything any any treatment any uh, i mean how do you feel about it is it still t- it was your foot wasn't it it's my foot. Yeah. And, uh, the fact that you shifted into the I present can, tense there worries me. Yeah. <laughs> I can lose at so much time 
researching online biomechanics, yeah. trying to work out what's happening. Yeah. Uh, I always have a working theory on the go, but uh, I mean, it's changed so many times at this point. I just... You got Schrodinger's foot. Yeah, but uh, maybe you tell me. I feel like this is just something runners go through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was just, just the, the whatever injury you're living with, particularly. Yeah. And I'm sorry to do this to you, but runners of a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got exactly the same thing. What? My, my right knee is so bad. And I, I was saying the other day, I think it's much worse because I've been cycling and, and doing yoga. And I think that means that it's worse in a good way. <laughs> I mean, what's that all about? Yeah. You've got to pick your battles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you just get to the point where like every run is a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. And do you find are you were you sort of into the other thing is it's really difficult psychologically with injury because you feel so bereft. You know, just it's a really hard thing to replace yeah. psychologically in your week. Yeah, I think when I was on the podcast before, I was super. I was high on my own adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd had a couple of. PBs, yep. and even Paul was quite encouraging. Yeah, not even Paul. <laughs> even Paul was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Paul was great. But no, it was it was a moment with Coach Tonks, wasn't it? And he's, uh... Yeah, he said something. He, I told him my time at like for a ten k, and he said, "I reckon you've got a better five k time than you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that spurred right. me. It's really good those then, moments when people say things like that. He probably also says something like, if you make your legs go faster, you can get a bit quicker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I was, uh, it's like when I did my uh, fastest half marathon. I didn't, you know, I just did it and it was great. And then at the end, somebody knew what they're talking about and said, well, if you did a half marathon like that, you probably can probably do a marathon like this. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh you know, gauntlet down. Yeah. Really good. That's great. So I did follow Paul's advice, and I went, and I ran a bit faster. So have you got a better 5k PB? Yeah, go on. Go on, then tell it. It's like 23 and a half. Oh, yeah, that's nippy. Yeah. Did you know that we did a uh, a, a, a listener gifted me a pair of the legendary vapour flies, and we went out on... on, uh, Halloween to the track on uh, Parliament Hill and Paul was uh, on the bench he was injured then so he coached Tonks me to uh, 5k on the track in the pouring rain and uh, I did not get a 5k PB but I did run much faster than I had at any point in the last several years and uh, and yeah I really couldn't really walk for, for about a week afterwards so it just goes to show you can really pull it out yeah, and in those circumstances, where it's bad weather, yeah, yeah, and uh, you you're not racing against other people, that's gonna speed you up a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that the racing against other people is a is a bit of a thing. I think I could have done with someone else out there on the track towards the end. There was other people running around, nothing to do with me, but you still kind of. I don't know, compete with them a bit, I suppose, yeah. for want of a more oblique term. And then once I'd done, uh, I don't know, like th- three quarters of it, they were, uh, there was no one around at all, and it was raining harder than ever. And, you know, there's quite a strong urge to just go, yeah, or I could just lie down. <laughs> lie down in this puddle and just let myself die. Oh. I suppose that's another sign that I was going quite hard. Sure. <laughs> The other thing that's happened since you were last on the podcast is uh, well, you came down to support my ridiculous virtual marathon. That's right. That's right. That seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? Yeah. It was what, a month and a half ago. Yeah. It's like a whole other time. I do think that uh, lockdown two has kind of reset everything. I don't know whether it's the seasons or Donald Trump or what. Yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know, 2020 is kind of limping off into the night, isn't it? That's what it is. That's pretty dramatic. We're not, we're not near the point I stood at. We're quite far away from that within the park. But uh, I tried to get down 
in good time yeah. uh, so that I wouldn't miss you. <laughs> and then uh, I got here in good time. Of course, the weather was quite bad. Yeah, it was awful. Of course, I forgot that. So I stood near a tree, <laughs> uh, under a tree, and uh, I waited for about 25 minutes and I was like, I guess I've missed him. Yeah. There's no way I've uh, got it this wrong. And then I saw you coming up the road and I got excited. Recognised your gait first. <laughs> I should never have carried that with me. It's really heavy. Yeah. And that's what slowed me down. Oh, yeah, oh, you oh, had oh. a much better time. <laughs> but I saw you coming and then you were coming and I was going, hey Rob, hey, hey Rob. And then you kept coming and I wasn't getting your attention. And I was like, oh no, he's going to go past. And the whole standing out would have been for nothing. Uh, and I thought, well, maybe that's better. Maybe he doesn't need the distraction. Yep, yep. Uh, but you did see me. Uh, and it was brief. Absolutely. I was saying I had such guilt from not being able to. Which way do you want to go? Which way? Okay, this way. So we get a little hill. And some little people coming the other way. <laughs> it's funny, that's uh, six kids, all tiny, about what were they, about three feet tall? Yeah. Six of them all, all strapped together in a long, loose strap for a walk in the park. And all their winter duds, and one of them right in the middle, little Winston Churchill, going, Rah! dragging everyone else down. They must be a nightmare. You wouldn't want to be strapped to that measure of guts, would you? No. <laughs> you want it to be at the front, I reckon. Yeah. But we can take a lot of uh, uh, inspiration from Winston Churchill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I felt so guilty when uh, I was in the marathon and you were there because oh, I couldn't it. stop and chat. Oh, yeah. Because well. the quality of my interaction was both low and brief. <laughs> Well, I don't think you're to blame for that, Rob. It does seem... I just... I really can't imagine it, the older virtual runs now. It really was a moment in time, that September-October thing. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd do another one now. I've done it. And there's a lot of talk about it online. I mean, I think ultimately it's that running thing, isn't it? That the more diverse it is the more it can give to, you know, whatever an individual wants from it, you want to be able to offer it. So from that point of view, I really uh, go with what someone said. They were saying, I think that when, if and when events come back, virtual running should continue as well, you know, so. Yeah. And that's great. I'm sure that's true. I saw um, last night online uh, a runner, Alephine Tulia Mook. Yeah. He's the fastest qualifier for the US marathon team. Yeah. Who obviously would have been building up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is a big, the biggest maybe thing that had happened in her career. Yeah. And then the marathon is, uh, or the Olympics didn't happen. And then that's nice, she announced, but she's eight months pregnant now. So she's obviously. And okay, yeah. decided very early, running's not, not happening. <laughs> yeah, this is it, I'll go another way. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was quite yeah, that's good. a good um, got strong it. decision making. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I mean, it is, uh, the, it, it's uh, frying pan into the fire, isn't it? I mean, those are both quite challenging pursuits. For sure. But also major achievements. That's, yeah, that must be hard, like, for female athletes at that level yeah kind of planning time for your body to do the other things it's able to do exactly and I shouldn't think the people around you have got much you know your coach isn't going to say you know this year you can get your best time ever unless you want to go and have a baby yeah <laughs> yeah I guess it's hard to argue that in the face of pandemic though no no she got right. her her just in. goes to show that pacing and timing is a is a transferable skill. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you think of. You probably know I did the um, Mission Impossible marathon for my birthday. Another good use of lockdown, frankly. Yeah. Uh, because there was no other way 
I was going to inflict a week's worth of those films on even my very amenable family. Particularly as you hit the stumbling block early on of Mission Impossible 2, which is, you know, well, shonky. But anyway, Rebecca Ferguson. Um, excellent Rebecca Ferguson playing Ilsa Faust for a second time in Mission Impossible Fallout. And I had to stop filming because Tom Cruise broke his ankle. I saw that clip. Yeah. On uh, Graham Norton? Yeah. Yeah. He did it and, you know, broke it and it's in the film and him getting up on it is in yeah, the film. Yeah, running forward. <laughs> and she, yeah, she went off. Thought, oh, there'd be a long production break here. And yeah. she went and got pregnant and had a baby. Ah. And meanwhile, Tom Cruise phoned up about a fortnight later and said, it's healed. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who has broken an ankle, it does not hear. That <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't, it doesn't ring true. Yeah. So you broke your ankle. Were you jumping between buildings? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. I made a very goofy error at school. Uh, playing football with something that isn't designed for football. Ah. And I twisted. I gave myself a spiral fracture of the chin bone. See this? Oh my God! This is exactly what I was. I see, I was fear, my fear was. I thought I need to know, which is really bad because I know that I don't want to know. Well, I, ah. Yeah. So I was looking at Cruz's break, going, "That's that's nothing like what happened to me." This was a cross break from how you can see from the the way the, the angle of his foot yeah. well you wouldn't have known mine was broken at all because yeah. it was just straight up but mine was actually it's an easier one to heal because the bone just springs back into place yeah 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 springs back <laughs> yeah but it does take a few months yeah. to, to I was going to say to see that it was broken probably what you needed to do was look at your face <laughs> <laughs> So, and did it in the long game, is it completely healed? Is that something you ever... Healed to the extent that I can't remember which leg it happened. Oh, that's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's stay with broken bones for a while. Because I think... Do you know about my broken toe? No, it's not. I broke my toe in summer 2017. It's pretty depressing at the time because I was getting really, I was in one of those, I was hyped up for good times and stuff, you know? Right. And I stubbed it on a box in the middle of the floor. Oh. And uh, it, was, it was so stupid, you know? I was hopping around going, ah, I'm arrested. And, and my uh, wife was like, yeah, yeah, get over it. We've got to be packing to go on holiday. And then uh, when it, it didn't stop hurting and, you know, my whole bottom half of my legs swelled up we're like oh no anyway went and got it x-rayed it's broken uh, and uh, and it took 12 weeks to heal and uh, well like they said it would take 12 weeks you know, it's 4 weeks till you can do this 4 yeah. weeks till you can do that anyway the New York Marathon was 12 weeks to the day from the x-ray shit yeah so I am um, uh, Long story short, I did it and it was fine. And actually, the problem with the New York Marathon was that I hadn't been able to do the training. Of you know? course. Just didn't have the miles in my legs. Yeah. But my toe was absolutely fine. Partly because <laughs> it's a crap toe anyway. I've got a uh, uh, hammer toe on my right foot. And it so was is that it one. your big toe? That's no, my little toe. And it hooks oh. over at the end like a crossed <laughs> finger. And... Uh, and, I, you know, it's, it's not a great thing. But I've always uh, I've kind of made my peace with it because I get a lot of use out of the foot between my music pedals and my running. But it's not a pretty thing. Anyway, and it was even a really good toe to break because it turns out I don't really use it, you know. just didn't really stop me. Um, but the little sequel to that is at some point earlier this year... And this is a nice little echo to what you were saying about self-diagnosis. So I, I think I broke it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. exactly when. It just, it, it just became, it was sort of painful in general and became acutely sensitive. And, uh, and uh, it's been, most trouble has been in bed. I can't lie on my right side. 
Oh. And uh, just resting on it, because it does, not because it hurts, but because it hurts afterwards, you know what I mean? Oh. So I have to remember not to do it. Anyway, it's, uh, it's I'm telling the story in a very undramatic, backwards way, because I just suddenly realised it's all so vague and non-specific, and I just suddenly realised... that's what these things are like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not that with my foot. I don't... <laughs> I got an x-ray and they were like, no, we can't see anything. Yeah. And there's no bruising. All I have to, as evidence that there's anything wrong is the, the pain I feel. Yeah, right. Uh, which is, and uh, you know, you really have to trust. You know, pain <laughs> is actually just bread leaving the body or something, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because, yeah, I just suddenly realised that my foot isn't as bad. And I thought, well... If it's broken, then it's going to heal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just time. And I have been being careful with it. Admitting my age and my problems, wearing slippers a lot at home. And it's like my... But then, you know, my, my, my last of the blooming bone session, my cracked rib. That still gives me trouble sometimes. Oh, man. But it can't be cracked anymore. It was years ago. So we must be dealing with what, scarring? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Scar tissue? Yeah. Maybe. Like in the Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Uh, I don't know the words, is that apparent? Shall I tell you about the time I broke my foot then? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Bone saw is ready. This is a... Not gruesome. Good. <laughs> no trigger warning. And needed. where does it come in? Because you're talking about your foot. Yeah, this is about uh, six, seven years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, cycling in Dublin. And my wheel got caught in the, one of the uh, ridges for the tram. Ooh. Talking call it a ridge, but it's actually the opposite of a ridge. Like a sunken rail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I... So I kind of had to follow that path yeah, because my wheel is in it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and as far as they know, yeah. she's still there on the tram lines. Yeah, so I basically just kind of slithered off my bike onto the ground. Yeah. And uh, I walked home on it. But then uh, I realised how I think this isn't going to heal. I need to go to the hospital. Right. I live next door to the hospital. And the accident happened outside the hospital. It's actually really hard to get an ambulance <laughs> to come to the gate of the hospital. Yeah. They said, well, we can come around and give you a piggyback. Yeah, but the driveways to hospitals can be quite long. <laughs> so I uh, went in and... Uh, How long ago was this? This is uh, six or seven years ago, I right. think. But uh, then had the pleasure of being on crutches in Dublin as a comedian yeah. for eight or nine weeks, yeah. I think. And oh my God, I don't know if it's the same here, but crutches in Dublin are two things. They're an absolute magnet for elderly ladies right. to come and talk to you yeah. and go, are you poor pet? How's that happened to you at all? <laughs> Which I bet you like the first two times. Yeah. And then you were done. <laughs> Running Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Two things. Old ladies ministering to every need. The other thing... I didn't know it was a thing was uh, that you can find it fairly easy in one of those situations to get a Dublin right. taxi driver to volunteer to be a witness if you wanted to go to court. <laughs> a couple of them did offer that when I got into the cab, obviously going to gigs and, yeah. you know, in the crutches, they'd ask you what happened. Yeah. And then when they heard that there was possibility of... Compensation! Yes! <laughs> nice timing. <You're> like, <laughs> but sorry, look at that duck up on the art. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> Gotta get on that one sorry. Leg. one leg on the art in front of the <laughs> thing. They, so they're basically let's work together to run the con on this. Is that what you're yeah. saying? So you might get you know, what, maybe fifteen thousand or something from the council. Yeah. Which I actually knew it was against fault. <laughs> Uh, this is a pretty common thing to happen in right, right. people falling into those train lines. But uh, I would maybe get 15,000 and I'd give him, what, I don't know, two yeah. for, for saying he for was... telling some lies to help. Yeah. Well, no, tell the truth. I swear, Neil, truth. <laughs> tell your true story, but just cast the taxi drivers being nearby <laughs> saying, yes, I did see that. <laughs> So did you get your compensation? Because I could bear witness. I didn't. I didn't take him up on the offer. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem like good karma. Well, yeah, karma for the taxi driver. More bike for you. <laughs> Great. I'm really pleased with that joke. It just goes to show I haven't been doing much uh, professional comedy recently. <laughs> so, talking of professional comedy... Indeed. That thing. Because I think you were quite back in between lockdowns, doing quite a lot of gigs. So I think for a professional a profession, I probably was. I was doing maybe one a week and sometimes two. Yeah. Which uh, seems to be more than a lot of people were doing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound many to won't well, so many to us three years ago. The online circuit is a lot smaller yes. than the real world one. Uh, uh, see, virtual running races could well continue even when real life running races come back. But if online comedy sticks around after comedy clubs have come back, I'll give you a pound. Because I just don't see that happening. No. Maybe in the corporate way. Yeah. Not yeah, I think that works, that works better, doesn't it? There's a lot of crossover. You've got a lot of... You want kind of... Corporate bookers want bespoke comedy anyway. You often do things like giving out awards and dropping in videos. It's, it's yeah. a lot closer to the form, isn't it? It is, and then I guess they can get the kudos for doing it in a more environmentally friendly way. Yes. Yeah. Rather than everyone travelling to a conference. Yeah. So... No, and I, they should in, do that, actually. And I've done a few. Corporations. Of all of the very few gigs I've done this year, the massive majority have been corporates. And they've been, uh, yeah, they've been pretty worthwhile. It just feels like it's a better fit. Yeah. I uh, hosted the Women in Tech online festival this week. And, uh, well, it's a so nice for- booking because you're... Uh, you're very much involved in STEAM. STEM. Stream. STEM. Street, street, street. Science, technology, engineering, and magic. Magic, that's it. Uh, yeah. People don't know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. There was a bit, it went well, and there was a bit of a learning curve in terms of going, seeing the audience, or, well, I didn't see them, but being with the audience on Zoom. Right. That way. But also just... Were they all up then and were they all on screen? No, they were watching through a front-end platform. So they wouldn't have seen the Zoom element of it at all. Oh, I see. But from the 
speaker or performer's perspective, it just looks like any other Zoom meeting you've been in. Yeah, nice. So yeah. basically, it's a bit like when you record for TV or radio, except streaming, live streaming it. Yeah. 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 But God, just very interesting speakers. Yeah. For me, I found it really uh, not a very practical... Uh, you better go over there. The Ghostbusters are here. Yeah. Something strange in our neighbourhood. Yeah. Something strange. It don't look good. And it really stinks of petrol. There they are, look. There's Venkman. Whoa! Do you know, me and Julia did a bit of a dragon's den on this. What about electric leaf blowers? Surely... That's got to be worthwhile. Because it's all nature, isn't it? The trouble is... So what are they? Petrol. Petrol. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... Charge them up. They should be much more, much greener because it's for gardening, right? Yeah. And uh, I think if leaf blowers were more back gardening and going with Paltrowy, there'd be big money in this. Yeah. But every time I see someone with a leaf blower, they're a council employee, so you'd have to... Yeah, that's we got a budget offer. But yeah. surely someone would want that. Anyway, speakers at the STEM Awards. Well, I'll tell you my invention. Go on. Then, which I don't know how to make. But if somebody would, I'll be your guinea pig. Uh, is a keyboard that is usable both overarm and underarm. Oh, wow. So you can... Reverse the posture imprint yeah. that we take on when we're using the overarm keyboard. If you could use an underarm. Is this to, uh, to stop getting RSI? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, and it's see-through, so you can see yourself your, doing it. Your packs, your whole upper body. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it has to be see-through, right? So you can look at the keyboard. See-through, yeah. So the letters, yeah, you have to be able to look down on it and, uh, yeah, hit the key you want, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, really, it could just be virtual, could just hang in the air like Minority Report. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Minority Report is still overarm. Yeah, that's true. So, if you can do that, I'm scooping my arm up for yeah, everybody. Yeah. In fact, when they were filming that, Tom Cruise broke his wrist. He had to take the afternoon off. <laughs> He must be great to work with. He'd love to get days off like that. <laughs> Sorry, production stop. <laughs> Still getting paid. That's a little, uh, little known uh, side effect of the pandemic, isn't it? As if the most important person in a production <laughs> takes time off. Everyone else takes time off. And then all the talent are like, yay, I've got time off. And all the techs are like, great, two weeks unpaid leave. <laughs> Good times. That's a good invention. I like the way because it's cheating around your whole upper body. And I'm, I'm, I'm more attuned to that myself because yeah. I have now just completed four weeks of yoga every day. Online or? Uh, yeah, online. Um, but anyway, we'll come back to that because you yeah. never said what was inspiring about the uh, speech. Is oh, the thing. Just really great practical advice. Yeah. Um, one of the women was talking about, you know, situations where you're a female or any kind of manager and you go into a situation where you're not the person who knows the most technically in the room. Yeah. And that that can make you think that you don't belong there. Yeah, right. And they've identified belonging. <coughs> Yeah, that's a key thing, isn't Feeling it? Feeling like you belong in the room yep. is a big factor for people uh, people who, I guess, struggle to make strides in their careers. Yeah, and also from a, you know, from a um, uh, uh, in the workplace point of view, yeah. you're surely much more likely to get women who 
either with imposter syndrome or imposter yeah. syndrome inflicted on them, which isn't quite the same thing. And men, you know, we've seen we see quite a lot of men with no technical skills who have no trouble yeah. seeing themselves as being welcome in the room. Yeah, and then it's not just gender as well; it's racial diversity as well. Yeah, yeah, kind of can produce that. So uh, that was really good takeaway. Yeah, and then. Uh, June Sarpong, yeah, yeah. the lady who we all know, but is now BBC head of diversity. And somebody put the question to her about quotas, which seem to be well, they are a very divisive topic. Yes, even some people who want to see more presence of women and uh, people of colour in the workplace. Uh, don't agree with quotas. Because they feel like it undermines a sense of their wor- individual worth. Yeah. Yeah. But she said that conversation, I don't have that conversation, but I talk about our targets. We set ourselves targets yeah, yeah. for what we want. And I don't take on that that should be a problem for anybody because we have targets for everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> And we we don't quite complain. So it pushes just the, the question of how the social conversation, the culture war factor, yeah, just gets pushed pushed several rungs yeah. further down the ladder of importance in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, it does remind me of something I was thinking the other day that I want to share with you, which is I was really excited a few years ago. I was in the airport and. Uh, there was someone who was a celebrity uh, getting the same flight as me. And uh, there's a guy. He was a musician who was touring to do a gig. And he made friends with me. I was like, check it out. Fellow Maladas is uh, honed in on me. And we, you know, we're having a bit of banter next to the baggage carousel. Oh check me and all my celebrity mates. I think you may or may not have guessed who this guy was. No. It was Lawrence Fox. I mean, of all the celebs to pick Deering out, um, it's a bit of a shame, you know? Yeah. You know, because... Maybe he was trying to convert you (laughs) to his way of thinking. I'd imagine you're fairly... Did you get into anything? No! I mean, he was a bit of a... uh, You know, he was showing off a bit, shall we say. But, you know, he was... We were bantering at the time. But yeah, and I think it's funny to think that if we just wandered slightly off the conversation, of course, we were on. I can imagine my jaw clanging to the floor and like a like oh, yeah. the mask. And I, oh, now I see. But uh, all I've got is an incredibly selfish perspective. Is that my one completely unstalked um, celebrity social has to be, uh, it's not one I can completely sign off on. No. <laughs> I wouldn't, you're describing him as a musician, which I know, I know no, he no, is. That was deliberately misleading, yeah. I was saying, I threw that in. But uh, <laughs> I guess the more he uh, follows the path he's on, that's going to be used less and less to describe him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, front line of the culture wars, who knew? So was this? Did you know who he was then? Yeah, the yeah, time? he was. I knew him as an actor. I'd seen him as, uh, you know, in Lewis and uh, oh, and also specifically for me as a big Jane Austen fan. He was in uh, which one is it? The one that's set in Bath. I think Billy Piper was in it on the telly. I say oh, big well, fan, big fan. It's a persuasion. He was persuasion, a persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so anyway, shout out to Loza. See you soon. Hey. <laughs> Close personal show, his friend, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so jumping back a little step there. And it's, it's quite cheeky of me to talk about yoga because, you know, I'm sneaking it in really because Paul strongly disproves. Oh. He sees it as the devil's work, you know, with its basis in the, in the Hinduism. Okay. I mean, I think that there's a real, he finds a, it's a slightly more obscure 
religious conflict yeah. than some that you might have experienced. Um, but nevertheless, he always detects uh, Satan and uh, the uh, and evil. So he would prefer you being atheist over having an alternative religion to the one. I don't think I've told him I'm atheist. I keep it to myself. <laughs> No, he always jokes about it, uh-huh. and, uh, but I think it has an enjoyable basis in truth. <laughs> yeah. I call it good jokes. But uh, in sentence, there's an article. There's a, an Irish priest who banned yoga in his parish for, on those grounds. <laughs> those yeah, yeah, grounds yeah. Yeah. What I want to know is not whether you'd ban yoga, but what the uh, what the Catholic equivalent would be. Uh, well, we do get to have on our knees in church. That's good. That's a start. Yeah, that's it. Maybe uh, when you get down in these, you could float your hands down, then yeah. hop your feet back. <laughs> Suddenly you're a plank. <laughs> this is it. The genuflection is kind of like a forward lunge. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, Paul that's steps it. out of the podcast studio <laughs> virtual for one week, and we've already got people doing yoga in church. Yeah. <laughs> I've but, been doing a... Go on. Uh, body conditioning classes at my local uh, better.org gym. Yes. Uh, and what does that mean, body conditioning? What, what yeah, does it entail? I don't, it's kind of nondescript, but it's uh, just hard and Is and it sore. quite 2020? Is it like a uh, mashup of all the good stuff that's gone before? Yeah, I mean, there's a. Uh, you're lifting weights. So this guy over here needs to head back to the North Pole, doesn't yeah. he? He's got three weeks <laughs> to go Santa. together. <laughs> We've been good. We've been all right. <laughs> yeah, so did you, did you say you weights wait. are involved? Yeah, you lift uh, dumbbells and lift them over your head and wave them around. Cool. And uh, Like you're waving in the air like you don't care. Yeah. yeah. Although I do care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do a bit of the ab stretching on your back and putting your legs out so that they don't feel like they should stay in the air <laughs> they do uh, so generally that stuff uh, so I'm hoping that that will uh, combine with running is that well. the same thing you were saying you were doing some uh, core work is that that one or is that a different class yeah that was that one yeah but uh, I mean everything I've looked up says that you know, run, doing running on its own isn't good. That you can uh, do yourself injuries if you're not building up your strength. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It's like, and I think within every given sport, uh, not even sport, I mean athletic endeavour, I think, uh, I don't know if it's humans or it's me or somewhere in between, I feel like we have a, uh, we want to find a little routine, little idea, something that's going to do it, that make us fit, and then you kind of want to do that over and over again, Yeah. whereas actually, modern thinking is that whatever you're doing, mix it up, yeah. you know, I've certainly had to learn this with running, because I never used to run different distances or speeds at all, I just go out, same speed, same distance, right. different places, so I didn't get bored, yeah. but physically... I wanted to be bored. I just want a simple, like, relentless, blah, blah, blah. That's running. And yeah. forget about it. But if you want to build on that, you've got to get three-dimensional. Yeah, I guess the most narrow version of that is the treadmill. Yeah. Which is even keeping what you're seeing the same. Yeah, exactly. And that's the worst thing about it. And yet the yeah. other thing, the stuff on the treadmill that makes it good, hit a button that gives you a workout, you know, yeah. Incline, All speed that. up and slow down. Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. It's like, yeah. that's the worst of both worlds. But for some people, that would really do it. And it's certainly good training. That's why they invented it. Yeah. And uh, I had to, you know, that's not going to do your mental health any good, I suppose. Unless it does, unless that kind of feeling of control is what you need. But, you know, Maybe, yeah. I was enjoying all the outside and all the music. But in terms of running, I really had to learn to... It was, it was meeting and running with Paul. The very first time we went out for a run, he said, let's do a bit of fart leg. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and it was, a, it was a life changer. That is the nature of Coach Tonks. 
and sometimes other people, but certainly pause it. We'll just drop a little <laughs> offhand truth bomb. Yeah. And you take it with you. True. Same thing with you, though. I'm sure that by the time we finish running today, you'll have changed some runners' lives. <laughs> with, like, for example, listen to the next so thing. So what happened? Did you never see that guy back there? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just Set jumping for joy. But, yeah, so I do feel the exercise thing outside uh, running. You know, I've been really doing all my little exercise regime I do uh, three times a week. Oh, yeah. Which is a mix-up of stretches and crunches and press-ups and planking. It's really good, and it's nice to get good at it, and it always feels hard. Good, yeah. But I always do exactly the same. And I find now, doing the yoga, which is great to do every day, and really feeling improvement. But also, she's so... Relentless, Adrian. Yoga with Adrian, I've heard this, yes. She, uh, she's like, do it, mix it up, do something different, do what you want to do. Yeah. It's okay to be no good or try harder. Really, right. uh, not only is she doing, actually leading us through different stuff every day, yeah. but uh, for want of a better word, mantra is playfulness, you know? Yeah. And uh, it reminds me of the year when I was doing a show called uh, uh, The Rob Daring Experience and my game show Beat This at the Pleasance in Edinburgh and my show was written but you know I'd have fun with it but the jokes are the same jokes every day Yes. and then Beat This I never wrote the jokes to Beat This I always just write the quiz and then turn up and hope for the best and that year they were half an hour apart uh, maybe you know a short walk Right. Probably about as long as I walked down the ramp into the hospital, you know, without a broken ankle. It was easily done. Yeah. You know, I used to literally carry my still set up guitar and pedals around the corner and just go from this scripted show to this totally unscripted show. And it was so good for my great stage energy. Yeah. That I think that I think you can apply that to exercise to all kinds of things really. Yeah. You need a kind of yinny yangy blend yeah. of the planned and unplanned and if you don't have that you can run the risk of just kind of tinkering with the show that you have or starting to doubt the show that you the well written show that you have yeah changing it for changing its sake because you feel you start to feel kind of fraudulent almost yeah 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 over by familiar, repeating familiarity breeds contempt yeah so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, this reverses that, doesn't it? Because you come back, you, you do something, you know, I don't know, witty or improv, and you feel good and you have fun. Yeah. And you take that and you think, wow, I can take that energy yeah. and put it in behind this joke that I know works and kind of fire it off. Yeah. You don't have any questions about your any no imposter syndrome. No, that's right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Or whether or not you're a comedian. Because I guess there's a bit of a myth that I know I have in my head, which is that even though I know all comedians write their stuff beforehand, somehow I don't, I don't accept that in myself. I feel like someday I will walk onto a stage and just blurt out a whole show <laughs> yeah. with no preparation. It's just going to fall yeah. off. Yeah. And, it, and somewhere, but you know, it's true it's because you, you want to seek out that energy. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't come, you, you can't get there from a standing start. It Even happens. Robert Williams just <laughs> no, didn't do that. Arnold Brown did it at his first gig, he said. But it was pure naivety. He just assumed, got there, and assumed he'd be funny. And I can see how he got tricked. Because sometimes when you do stuff for the first time, you can feel like uh, it's really working. But the audience aren't responding to. It's not the jokes. It's the energy that you've brought on with you. The excitement about what you're doing. So you can go up the next time, going, oh my God, I'm going to do that great material I did last week, and it doesn't get the same reaction at all, because you've lost that spark. It's not new anymore. Yeah. No, that's right. And sometimes I think we can definitely go too far down that road. Yeah. You know, it feels like the the DVD commentary is funny, (laughs) but the film is actually rubbish. Yeah. As an analogy for basically uh, jamming your way out of bad new material. (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately... We're comedians, we're ruining the 
wizard's curtain of comedy, which is that everyone's just making it up all the time. They are. Well, people know. I think they know. Shh. Shh. You know. Blood spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, uh, have you got any uh, TV coming up? I was quite disappointed Ooh. because I'm, I'm, I did uh, Celebrity Mastermind. I was going to be on over Christmas. Uh, and it is, but that means it'll be on in the new year. It doesn't mean that they've deleted it because they hate me so much, does it? Does it? Does it? Does oh, it? yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Mine is on. Mine's coming out soon. Yeah? No. I'm joking. <laughs> Damn um, That's great. That'll be fun. This is exactly the spot, by the way, where I nearly ran past you. Yeah. Despite the fact that you were going, woo! <laughs> it was quite cool, though. I just see a lot of runners that day. And then I saw beside me there was a table of a running club who were out and supporting all of their marathon runners. Yeah. I thought, that looks, that looks nice. Yeah. People supporting you. I had you and uh, my wife and kids. The most cotton yeah. in at the end, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coming back to... Uh, That's a good picture. have a bit of your lasagna. <laughs> and uh, do you like my Paul voice? It's uncanny, isn't it? <laughs> and ah, here I am. Sounds nothing like him, and yet I know it's him. <laughs> um, but uh, the mo- biggest compliment my family paid me is that they, were, they couldn't keep up with me on their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's not because they, they were slow. More because my son is slow than uh, because I was fast. But I didn't let myself remember that at the time. So, yeah, we've done over five miles now. How's your knee? How are you feeling? How's your running? Yeah, it's, it's not getting any worse. Like, I feel my foot a bit, but uh, I feel like I feel I'm getting away with it yeah, today. Yeah. Just I, I just wish I could work out the, the science behind it and what... Why some days I'll finish a run and I'll feel like I've ooh, done some damage or something. Yeah. While another day I just get away with it completely. I know it's sort of mocking my own perceptions about my thing, but I find that um, the thing that scares me with my knee is when it feels numb. So I feel yeah. like I'm protecting myself. Yeah, that's it's, a new level, isn't it? I get a feathery feeling. Oh, man. Like I'm feeling my epidermis, <laughs> but not my inside my leg. And it, so it sort of feels like it's there's some kind of feathers there because I'm only feeling it on the outside. Yeah, or and that feels really wrong. It's like a neural makes you think like, ah. Whereas when it's already aching, like I've had a massage. Yeah. I think oh well, okay, I'm just using my muscles. That's okay. Is that it'll be though that something is pressing up against a nerve. Right. Well, I think I had a. God, the listeners are going to know everything about my body. I uh, lost you the power. You broke your arm? Did you break your arm? No, I lost power in a couple of fingers before. Yeah. And uh, the physio solved it by just uh, working on my neck and shoulders. Right, yeah. And it turned out it was a, a nerve thing. It's amazing it's the way those things that. connect. Yeah. Father Christmas again. <laughs> Morning. Hey. Now I feel bad. <laughs> um, so, uh, talking of Christmas, oh yeah, what's your plan? I'm going to travel home to Ireland, and uh, you're on the last bus out of Dodge. <laughs> I'm on the last bus out of Dodge that I can go and safely be out of quarantine by the time Christmas Day comes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's been a bit tricky. And what's the lockdown story once you're out of quarantine? So. Oh, well, the same as here, I think. But what might be different, I think, is the mindset. People have been warning me that, from the Irish perspective, we look very relaxed over here in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I needn't be taking any of that energy back to Ireland with me. That even though it's not lockdown, it's, uh, people are doing a lot of the policing each other. That isn't really fun. Yeah, yeah. That same old lady who would have said, how are you doing there in your crutches? is going to say, "Yeah, get home. You're killing me. <laughs> Go back to England. It's funny because there's a, a whole tradition that happens at home, which I don't think happens anywhere else, but it feels like a legacy of history or something. But Christmas time, Irish news, RT news, 
sends cameras to the airport, <laughs> news cameras. And they just film family reunions and show them. Like, like in Love Actually. News. Yeah, we do that every year. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a hangover from the famine. <laughs> that being, it's such a part of our identity yeah, yeah, yeah. the story we tell ourselves oh, so nothing says Christmas like famine yeah but this year it's the reverse of that if you come home you're you know you're it's treasonous almost yeah, you're that's harming right. do you think they were showing videos on the news of the space between yeah. respectful yeah. citizens I'm definitely preparing myself to run the gauntlet uh, <laughs> across that and not and get I caught. Say, well, the end of week is, you know, once you get to your family, will they then say, yeah, we set you up a tent in the back garden? Yeah. And my mum has uh, basically divided uh, this as an effort to get any of her children home that she can yeah. she's divided the house into two so there's a quarantining part of the house and the rest of the house that my, myself and my dad right. live in That's clever. so anybody so I'll get to hang out there for a while until it's uh, time to See, I, join everybody my, uh, my brother lives with my mum at the moment so they're there yeah. But equally, unfortunately for them, that takes away from any sense of uh, thrill at Christmas time. Because they're both there anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, conversely, not only is my well, my mum was shielding in the spring, and now she's CEV, which is the same thing as shielding, except they're not called, they don't call it shielding anymore. Oh, right. It's uh, communicable evidence. I don't know what it stands for, but it's the same. And... Um, Plus, me and Julie haven't got a car. So we plan to make the, our plan is to cycle as far as we physically can and then wave from there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry, like that. So how far? I mean, we'll still be 30 miles from my house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we'll probably uh, um, brave a train and then, uh, but it will be a necessary journey. And I want to make that absolutely clear. Oh. And uh, and then uh, meet somewhere outside, you know. The good news is that she uh, belatedly but brilliantly has uh, cracked the whole Zoom issue. So we can meet virtually and we haven't oh, been great. doing that to now. So that'll be quite fresh and exciting. Yes. Yes, exactly, yeah. We've done it We're twice around the park. Thank you so much for stepping in. Um, I've got one me. more question before we wrap up, which is, uh, have you got any New Year's resolutions? It's a bit early for it, I know, but you know. Yeah, but it's, it's, it'll be vague. Um, but basically not to let go of whatever, not to be too po-faced, but wisdom. Yeah, yeah. That has well, wisdom's better. Itself. I was going to say learnings. Learnings, so, uh, yeah, so wisdom's yeah. good. Not to, not to just go back to the way things were. Yeah. You know, it's fine to go back, but, you know... Uh, just yeah, carry carry what we've got. Because, yeah, go yeah, forward with it. Was, it. That's it good. was uh, it was awful, but it's also we would never have have disrupted ourselves in the way that we uh, needed to. No, and there's a lot that there's a lot to be learned. Yeah, in at every level, you know, personal, professional, national, international. Yeah, and uh, um, around my house. I uh, <laughs> and I hope for for both our sakes, it'd be nice to share the experience uh, that Parkrun comes back. Oh, oh I'm yes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.